Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Warning Track. I know you missed us last week, we were on spring break, but uh, alas, we are back. It was a busy week for the Spartans, they had eight games while we were gone. Um, not necessarily going to recap all of those, but we're going to give you the biggest trends, our biggest takeaways, what we kind of noticed throughout this, this trip down to Florida, and uh, go from there. So MSU did improve to 12-1, and the best start in school history. Um, and exciting stuff, the Spartans will be back here in a week. I know with March Madness going on, the basketball team doing so well, it's so easy to lose sight of this team and how well they're doing. But uh, it's exciting times for Spartan baseball, and hopefully they get a good crowd coming in when uh, they have they play Central for the home for the home opener. Yeah, definitely. The team is getting a, has been getting a lot of buzz around campus, and a lot of people are talking about them, especially since they achieved their best start in school history. That yeah. definitely has been a huge talking point among MSU sports. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's good to have baseball back in the conversation, something you're not really used to. And not only are they winning, they are blowing teams out. So the run differential through those last five games down in Port Charlotte, Florida, was 28. So that's a plus 28 of runs scored to runs let up. So that's just incredible. It's not that they're squeaking by. Um, so let's kind of dig in. Let's dig in why. And we're going to start with uh, there was a Jake Boss Jr. manager of the M Michigan State Spartans. He had a press conference this week. And one of his biggest takeaways was, one day the pitching is pretty good, and the offense kind of struggles. The next, it's kind of vice versa. So guys, guys are backing each other up. Um, one necessarily doesn't have to be the better than the other. Um, any other thoughts on that, Michael? Yeah, you know, it's a it's an interesting point for sure. It's we we see it, you know, where the offense is, you know, only scoring a couple runs, and it's really like a hardcore pitching duel. And then there are other times where the offense just explodes for double digit hits. We've seen that multiple times this season, oh, yeah. and. You know, scoring, you know, double-digit runs. We've seen that even, you know, nine, eight runs. They're really running up the scoreboard. So that's definitely a big point. Oh, yeah, and we'll talk about offense in a little bit. And one thing I really want to point out is other than Texas A&M, who is ranked second and third in the country, depending on what poll you ask, Michigan State is the only team in the top ten of batting average and ERA. That's just incredible. This is – I know, yeah. It's, it's a Michigan State team that was middle of the road in both of those categories, and they had an above-average season last year. Uh, now you're just seeing tremendous numbers, and uh, you know Michigan State also moved into the rankings um, to the Baseball America poll. They're number 25, and to the coaches poll, they're number 23. Um, and only other team to be ranked in the Big Ten is is our uh, crosstown rivals, the Michigan Wolverines. So what do you think of that? Yeah, that's definitely nice to see the in-state rival rivalry. That'll be a good game. As we talked about in last podcast, it's great for Northern baseball that. You know, two teams from this state are going to be uh, competitive this year, and it's it's great that we um, that the Spartans finally reach the uh, the rankings, and and hopefully they'll they'll move up because they have an incredible record, and you know they're they're kind of they're kind of lower than I thought they would be. Yeah, and Michael, I ask you, why else are they so good? Um, we both saw that Jake Boss Jr. Uh, his press conference. What else do you take away from that? Well, Coach mentioned that Chris Simonton is one of the guys leading the way, even at the bottom of the order. And then you have Jordan Zimmerman at the top of the order. So it's just really great how there are just so many guys on this team that can contribute. It's a different guy every game. And you have so many different averages. you got Zimmerman batting 411. you got Simonton 389. You know, Troop 372. And, you know, it, even Byers behind the plate, 333. So it's it's great to see so many different contributors to this team. And, you know, anyone on a given day can can be the source of offense that the Spartans need. Yeah, you got your starting nine all batting over 300, and then Jordan Zimmerman, the transfer, batting over 400. So these are just ridiculous batting averages. And uh, you mentioned before, it's a different guy every day. And actually, Jake Boss quoted that. It's been a different guy every day, uh, quote-unquote. And 
you're, you're seeing that. It, it, you know, if Zim has an off day, well, you got Durkin, you got Troop, you got Hovis, you got Hughes. All ages, it, you know, does age even matter anymore? You got Simonton, who came from a different program, and you got Ando, who's a freshman. It, it doesn't matter who's stepping up. It just matters this team is hitting. Um, RBIs as well. Uh, you got Durkin with 14, Troop with 13, Hovis with 9, Hughes with 13, Byers with 9, Bakina, Bakina. It's uh, Bakina. We've been saying Bashina, Marty Bashina. Me and Michael both laughed at that. It's Bakina, so sorry to Marty and his family. But he has 11 RBIs as well. Um, now, I don't want to be the rainy cloud, you know, the cloud on the nice day for Michigan State, even though it is a little rainy here in East Lansing, and hopefully it doesn't rain out next week when the Spartans are here to play. But the teams the Spartans are hitting against aren't the best pitching staffs. You know, I had to do some research. I wanted to find both sides of the story. And, you know, in the games that they've had three runs or less are against top pitching staffs. You have Troy, who's the 31st pitching staff in the nation. And you keep in mind, there's 295 Division One baseball teams. So 31's pretty good. Auburn, 61st. Southern Mississippi, 50th. And you got Texas State, who's the 60th. Meanwhile, they're mashing teams in the hundreds, 200s ranking of uh, pitching staffs, of, of ERA, that is. You got St. Joseph's, 194. Butler, 266. Florida Gulf Coast, 165. Illinois State, one of the worst, you know, 245. And these are all teams we played against last week. And I just feel like the Spartans really haven't been tested yet. And, you know, I love the hitting, and I love a good hit parade just like anyone else. But wh what do you think about this, Michael? Yeah, it's hard to judge the team accurately when, you know, they don't have the best competition and they're not in the uh, heart of conference play where they're really going to – where it's really going to show, you know, what they're made of. But, you know, also it's hard to really judge the team when you can't watch them directly, even on TV. You know, they're down in the south, and so – you know, we look at the box scores and we hear about, you know, what's going on. But until we can really see this team, you know, face serious competition right in front of us, um, it's going to be hard to see um, if if they're really built up for this hype or not. And, and they have a lot of hype right now. So what do you think? Do you think that they're really built up for that? I mean, you're off. You're on the right foot. There's no getting around that. So whether we're playing, you know, the freaking Little League team down the road or we're playing – you know, the Detroit Tigers, as long as you're getting runs and getting wins, we're at the top of the Big Ten. And that's going to put us on the right foot to get to the tournament. Uh, not we, the Michigan State Spartans. It's going to get them on the right foot. That's going to get the Spartans, you know, in good position for Big Ten play. But, you know, I mentioned they really haven't been tested. And you're going to play, you know, an Indiana team who's 23rd in the nation in pitching. An Iowa team that's 64th in the uh, nation in pitching. Ohio State and Penn State, both top 100 teams in pitching. And then Michigan, 4th in the nation in pitching. So, you know, you're, you're going to be facing some really good pitching here. And you just totally haven't been tested. And when you have against the Auburns and the Southern Miss, you know, you're not scrapping a lot of runs. And I love, you know, this was supposed to be a small ball team. And, you know, that might be what they have to revert back to, whether we're going to stay small ball or we can continue to mash. Uh, you know, that's going to be only time is tell. And like you said, it's really, really hard to gauge. Yeah, and you mentioned those um, w when you were talking about the rankings in ERA. The, uh, the few teams we played against, the Spartans have played against that had top 100 rankings in ERA, you know, Troy 31, Auburn 61. Even Southern Miss, 50, they were shut out against Southern Miss, and they haven't scored many runs against those skilled um, you know, pitching rotations. And when we see all, as you talked about, the, uh, the cupcake pitching, you know, that's when they run up the scoreboard. So it'll be interesting to see how they can translate the success of the, um, you know, the cupcake pitching and, and translate into you know, conference play. Yeah, Big Ten Division One pitching. You know, it's, 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 it's the big game. But one thing I will take away, though, is – uh, this was asked in the press conference as well. Um, the 7 through 9 spots went 8 for 10 on Friday. And um, regardless of, once again, the cupcake teams or not, 
that's key, and that's going to be key in those in those Big Ten games because you know Hokina's off and Zimmerman's off and Troop is off. Well, you know you got Simonton and Hovis down there, who's going to be able to hit for you late in games and keep you keep you in any game possible. Um, you know, and the consistency the consistency of this offense has been the biggest shot to Jake Foss Jr. at the moment. Um, but you know what we will touch on. We haven't touched on pitching, so we'll kind of shift into that. Is the depth of the bullpen, and this is something. Uh, Boss has never really had, so maybe maybe hitting doesn't pan out. We'll see. Um, I know we keep dogging on him, but uh, he, he says one of the boss says one of the things he's never had before is a bullpen that was reliable, that was consistent, that go-to guys where he felt like he had to ride his starting pitchers for a long time until they faltered, and then you know then he kind of blow up and the game gets out of hand. This time it's like, well, you know, Landon's having a great game, View's having a great game, but. Let's get him as a rest. We're in a good position. Let's bring in that bullpen. They're a lot more comfortable doing that. What else have you noticed with pitching? Yeah, that's definitely a great asset to have for your team. That's that's really the key to a successful team. And you can talk to the Detroit Tigers about that. Their bullpen was Ugh. was disastrous and they, you know, <laughs> missed the playoffs last year. Bullpen is so, so important. And when you have when you have guys like Alex Troop and Dakota Mekis, you know, it's 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 a huge um it's a huge huge boost for the team that you can take out the starter even when you don't have to, and the bullpen can still come in and, and get the job done. That's really a big key, and uh, it, it helps out the starters tremendously, and it's, it also helps out the manager too. I guarantee you he's, he's just eating it up that the bullpen has so much depth. And even, you know, those are Mekis and Troop, you know, are the top two guys, but then you also have um, Bukowski who, who hasn't given up a run yet. You know, you have guys. You got Barr um, coming in. You have Gonzalez who's able to start for you when you have these long five series, you know. Exactly, and we and there are a couple question marks with the bullpen that we can uh, talk about later. But it is great that there's a lot of depth, and and the starting pitching is really performing at a high level too. And and that's been that's been another thing is that any guy that you see on the mound, he's he now he's expected to have a great game, and mm -hmm. and you know they all have just been lights out so far. You know Cam View, Walter Borkovich, they they're they're just dominating right now. Yeah, and well, you talked about the freak athlete troop. Now, he did suffer an injury on Friday against Butler. X-rays, uh, we're waiting on the response for those to see where Troop will be. They don't think it's broken. Um, they don't know if he'll pitch this weekend. They don't know if he'll be out longer. Um, what does this mean for the team if Troop can't come back? I mean, he's your guy. You've been preaching him all year. so. Yeah, that's definitely a huge blow for the Spartans if he can't come out here for a little while. We, we definitely want to see him next year or next week uh, for the home opener, and if he can't, you know that's too bad, but he's he's a huge part of the team, huge part of the bullpen, and oh, yeah. and he's just such a strong hitter too, batting 372 right now. And does both. Uh, as we talked about, he does both. He's so versatile. He can come in and you know throw in some some solid innings from the bullpen, and you know maybe we'll maybe we can even see him start a game some sometime this this, this season if they need him because he comes in, pitches three innings, and and just is lights out. You know, getting strikeout after strikeout. So. Um, th that'll be a huge loss, and, and that'll definitely be something we have to keep an eye on, and um, hopefully everything is all right with him. Now some takeaways, uh, just little blurbs here for you uh, listening at home. Uh, just little things we've noticed throughout the, throughout the season, not necessarily recently. Um, the eighth inning has a run differential of 16, highest among any other inning. Um, so the Spartans are closing strong. You're getting Mekas, you're getting Troop, and you're still mashing in the eighth inning as well. So... Uh, you know, Mockby has a limited role because of that, and Troop is—it's a very more laid back, I guess you could say. The bullpen, uh, less less pressure situations because they do that. 
But uh, and then another one I like I like to notice is they're also two and one, their only loss coming, but two and one when trailing after the seventh. Um, so if they're behind too, so now we're seeing both ends of the spectrum. We're seeing the Spartans can play from behind, and we're seeing when they get way ahead, they get real comfortable and things are all right, and we're gonna win that game. They're gonna win that game. Um, really, other than that, it's it's hard to discover any of the trends when the team keeps winning. Um, just nothing but good things to say. It's just you know where they go from here. Yeah, and what you what you were just talking about. It, it's great that the offense is able to put up runs in difficult situations because that's really helping out the the pitching. You know, these young pitchers are really getting good experience and they're building that confidence where they they're not in a, a tight you know tight wreck with a one run game. You know, they're they're comfortable and they're able to start developing their pitches, develop their confidence, and they're really setting themselves up with a great opportunity for once they get back home. And they're really on a roll to the start of the season. And I, I have a strong feeling that they can just keep this up because they're really just doing everything right. You yep. know, everything is clicking for them right now. Yes, sir. And we're going to move into rapid-fire questions. I think we need a new name for that. It's Rapid-fire questions seem so basic, but it, literally just off the top of my head. But anyways, I'll ask you first, Michael. What are you looking forward to seeing the most when the Spartans come to play in East Lansing uh, next Wednesday? Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds cliche. It sounds, you know, basic. But really, I'm just excited to watch them play. Baseball's and back, baby. It, it's such a great feeling that baseball is back. We finally have some warm weather. And, you know, this, as we talked about, this is such a new group from last year. You know, these are a lot of new faces and a lot of new, lot of new arms, a lot of new bats. So it's going to be great to see them play. And as we talked about, there's a lot of buzz on campus around this team and mm -hmm. all, around college baseball. You know, they're, they've Spartans are off to the, their best start in school history, and, you know, they, they just keep winning games. So it's going to be exciting to maybe see one of those explosive offensive games that we've seen a couple times, especially um, in the first game of the um, – in the first game of the uh, Snowbird Classic where they went – where they won 15 nothing. You know, one of those exciting games will be, yeah. will be fun to see. And what do you got for me today? Well, what do you think are the biggest contributing factors to all of these wins? You know, this isn't exactly a stat or anything for you, but this is just pitching and offense picking each other up. Um, when one isn't working, when one is down, if the pitcher's getting lit up, if batters aren't hitting, if it's a close game, the other's going to go, hey, you know, I got you. I got you this game. You get me the next game. And, you know, manager Jake Boss Jr. also talked about that. You know, they're able to, when one's not working, the other is. And that's why, that's why you win. That's, you know, they're on this, like, little cycle together where, you know, they're either actually going to both be on, but if one isn't working, the other is going to be dominant, and it's going to be able to uh, win them some games. And I think that's just a great thing, and I think that shows chemistry too um, with such a new team. Uh, it's really something to look forward to going forward. And next I'll ask you, if you could choose one thing to make better, there really isn't much, but what would it be? Yeah, you're right. There isn't much. You know, for a 13-1 team, you, you can't find too much. But I'd definitely say the defensive performance because it, it – it's been a problem time and time again, and it, it really is not seeming to get better. It's not going away. Uh, the errors have caused a huge negative impact on the games, and um, you know it, it caused the loss, their first loss of the season against Southern Miss because you know, Cam was out there pitching, and he didn't give up an earned run, but it was an unearned run, and that, so you know, he had the loss in that game. Um, and you know, it's been a problem time and time again. Um, in the Saturday game this past weekend, you know, it, it was a it was a problem again. So, yeah, um, it, I don't know what you know. Coach Jake Boss is doing a great job of managing this team right now and and teaching all of these young guys, you know, how to play the game. Uh, but defense is 
it's really been a problem so far, and I'm not really sure where they're going to be able to find that that little um, that little source to to fix it. But it it definitely needs to get fixed. Yes, sir. So, what do you think about the Mockby struggle, struggles this year? Now, I'm hoping this is just a you know that that game was just a kink or whatever it was against St. Joseph's. If you don't know, uh, he collapsed in that game. Weirdly enough, though, it wasn't a safe situation. He came in the eighth inning and he let up four runs. Um, not what you want to see is your possible closer going into Big Ten play. Um, you know, and this is after he recorded his first save against Auburn, and then, you know, against Florida Gulf Coast, we kind of saw what we saw at the beginning there, where he was struggling, but not terribly, where it was just like he's going to let up a hit in a in a walk. I don't know if you remember back in, when the Tigers went to the World Series in 06, Mr. Todd's wild ride, the closer, Mr. Todd Jones. Um, and we're kind of seeing that. It's not a clean ninth inning, not what we want. We're getting a hit, a walk, uh, nothing pretty. And we kind of saw that against Florida Gulf Coast, and then he just blew up um, in that St. Joseph game. Uh, you know, this could be – it's just a bad day. It happens. Uh, it happens to every single pitcher. And But one thing I want to notice, I'm noticing here, is why isn't he being put in these safe situations? Why is he going in the eighth inning? Um, what does that say about him? Is there not a fully trust between him and the coaching staff? Or is he still not adjusted to the role as closer? So things to look forward to going forward is how does Mock be – take on that ninth inning role um and did you clear those nerves and are hopefully for our own uh, our own health we're not seeing just wild rides in the ninth inning where it's a walk bases loaded and he somehow gets out of a jam um yeah it's definitely a questionable point because Mockby, you know he has the worst era on the team and yeah. but yet he's still come he has seven appearances this year and yeah he's gonna be know, that guy yeah so you know they're depending on him but he's just not really delivering to the point that we were expecting out of him because last year he was that you know first arm out of the pen he had the best ERA on the team, and he was expected to be the closer this year and really, you know, provide that stability to close out games and shut the door. But, you know, he here, he really hasn't done that so far this year, and it'll be interesting to see if maybe um, they'll they'll start to put him in for those save situations, you know, get him more because right now he has, uh, I believe, three saves on the season or maybe just two. Uh, no, he does have three. So um, it, it's, it's questionable for sure. Yeah. Well, all that being said, we're going to move into the preview against University of Southern Florida uh, playing down in Tampa. It's the first three-game series of the season for the Spartans um, before they head home. Uh, little blurbs about USF. They're 201st in batting average. They only hit 250 as a team, and they're 100th in ERA. Not terrible, not good. Um, They've let up 40 more runs than the Spartans' 30 on the air, so that's that's something to keep in mind. Um, but they're not, totally, they're not totally without pitching. So they got this kid named Phoenix Sanders. Um, he's going to be their big starter. He's, he's going to be the number one guy unless he pitches tonight. They do have a game tonight. Uh, currently, they sit at 10-7 and seven as a team. So we'll see if Sanders pitches tonight. If not, he'll probably be going against the Spartans. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been, I've been dogging the Spartans for how they've, you know, how they've performed against Cupcake pitching and all that. Um, this guy's the real deal. So, you know, if they light up this guy, if they drop a five spot even, I'm, I'm happy with that. And that shows this team can hit real pitching. Um, another guy's they got Tommy Tommy Evelad, I think is how you say it. Evelad, Evelad. Uh, sorry, Tommy, but uh, he's their big closer, and he's another. He's just a shut to shut the door guy. So um, if USF gets out to a lead and gets in those late innings, you know that guy's going to come in and probably shut down the Spartans. Not not doubting the offense, but you know this is a solid pitcher. So they'll be tested yet again how they do against this good bullpen. Um, any hitting stands out to you? Yeah, well, I mean, for, first of all, I just want to say quick that you know it'll be interesting to see that as you said they have their first. It's their first three-game series of the season. So, you know, it's really hard to beat a team three times in a row. You know, that's, that's yeah. just really hard to do. So, 
you know, they the Spartans like have had that. win after win, but you know, we'll we'll see if um we'll see how they can perform this weekend. And also, yeah, they're USF is again a really young team, just like the Spartans and the difference is that they have a top ten recruiting class, so they have a lot of power. It's that Florida Sun. That's right. what that's what we need, but right. The team is led by, you know, freshman David Biller. He's a power bat that hits for average and also Chris Charterfield is another big bat for uh USF. So even though he doesn't hit for average well, he's a another huge power hitter. So that Cam has really Cam's been the only Cam's really been the only uh pitcher that has had a problem with giving up home runs this year, but we'll see if that can be a problem for against this lineup and um yeah, hopefully, hopefully Cam get. You're right, because yeah, Cam struggled giving up home runs, and when you play these power bats, how does he react? Um, this is a team that strikes out a lot, though. So hopefully, uh, we got our breaking balls working or our, our revved up fastballs, and you know we can strike out some of these guys. Um, but they'll be striking out as well. You know, Phoenix Sanders is a guy that struck out six and in four innings, ten through seven. Um, so you know this guy's no joke either. So I think it should be a pretty good matchup. And like you said, it's hard to beat any team three in a row. So. We might might see some more losses on the Spartans' radar as these series start to pick up. But as long as you're snagging two out of one and you get that occasional sweep, um, let the one and two series go. Um, but, I mean, we've been dominating the South right now. We own Florida pretty much, and that's saying a lot for a team that deals with six months of winter. So um, anything you like to add before we close out the show, Michael? Yeah, I just want to say something real quick. Um, you know, we, we talked about the bullpen and how, how strong it is, but I, I want to ask you – just the, it could have been another rapid fire question. I just want to ask you about Dakota Mekis because, you know, he he's had a strong year and he, he doesn't give up many runs. Just you know, one point seven six ERA and he, he's he's really dominating with strikeouts. He's got twenty six on the year. But what really concerns me is that he's he has way more walks than any other pitcher on the staff. He has twelve walks this year. So that's not a strong uh, K to walk ratio. So I, I just want to ask you about that. Is that concerning for you at all? Because he looks to be strong in every other area, but every game that he's coming in, he's giving up a lot of walks. For the Spartans, it's a little concerning just because anytime you get guys on base, you know, the easy way with the infield we've had, we have Bakina who's moved over to third base. He's traditionally a shortstop. We have Ondo who's playing shortstop who's young. Uh, Zimmerman really hasn't settled in here. Um, so anytime you have an infield that could commit those errors and you have guys on base, yeah, that's worrisome to me. Um, otherwise, Mekis really – He's still been the guy to me, and I think he's still, besides Troop maybe, he's that go-to in the bullpen. Sounds but, good. But yes, sir, and that was another episode of Warning Track. Thanks for listening. And remember, the Spartans are playing Wednesday. Um, come by. It's an awesome atmosphere. It's uh, Hopefully it stays nice for us. It's been a little rainy here. But, uh, yes, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for Warning Track.